0: Welcome to the Booster Boutique podcast. I'm your host, Emily Benson, corporate merchant turned boutique owner turned consultant. I want you to start grow and scale your boutique business right here with me. If you're ready to master your mindset margins and marketing, you're in the right place. Hello, hello, hello. This is the Boost Your Boutique podcast. I'm your host, Emily Benson. And today's episode, I'm calling uh, on my notepad here. Why boutique owners need to throw out the rulebook to scale. Ooh, juicy. (laughs) Scale. First of all, let's define what scale means. Cool. I, in my uh, boutique consulting business... At Boutique Training Academy, I talk about three levels. I start about. I talk about start, grow, and scale. Three levels of boutique business, and we could call this retail business too. I, I think um, I use the word boutique very specifically, but this. Listen, if you can sell tops and bottoms, you can sell party supplies. I saw this very inspiring woman on my Instagram. She was like, oh, I, 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 t- I messaged her and I said, oh my gosh, what a cool little store you have. She's selling party supplies, um, like kind of decor and balloon. Like she does like balloon arches, like for order things. Like that. it was just like really cute. First of all, she had executed it really well. And it was just like, oh, this is so refreshing to see like a party supply store that is like cute and unique and local and like oh that's fun like I would go there you know like I I loved it and I messaged her and she was like hey um wow I actually like maybe took a course or read some of your stuff like I've I've followed you for a long time and I had a boutique and we just I like wanted to do something different and I was like oh my gosh that's so cool and I'm thinking like this person like she. She knows so much already because she had a woman's boutique. Like she knows how to do this. It's just literally a different product. So whether you sell kids, home decor, Whatever, like it's all the same, all of the retail fundamentals that I teach and then I talk about on this podcast everywhere, it's all the same. I'm just using the example of like women's clothing, which is just like really common and it's kind of the world I come from. so I default to talking about that. But for sure, like you still need a product determine, you still need an ideal customer, you still need a, price range, a social media strategy, a brand, a logo, like colors, all of it. Like it doesn't matter what you're selling. And so where am I going with this? (laughs) Really what I'm trying to get back to is start, grow, scale, start, grow, scale. That is for me. So starting your business is literally you're starting it. You're here. You're thinking about starting a business. You're Researching, you're saving money, you're applying to loans, you're getting credit cards, you're going to market, but like you haven't opened yet. Well, then you open. That still includes start. I think start. You're in start mode until you're making three thousand dollars or more a month consistently for a couple months, and so that can mean like one month you do three thousand, then thirty three, then four thousand, or maybe you jump bigger than that, but like you're in that 3,000, you have things that are selling, you have a strategy that's like kind of working, your brand looks good. Like you're just, you're rocking, you're rolling, you're, you're going right until you get to that point, you are still in start mode. So you could be like, well, I'm open. I've been open for six months. And, but like, you're only, I don't want to say you're only but you're doing, let's say like $1,000 a month, there's still room for you to, like, to keep going. You're still kind of in start mode. You are you haven't like totally figured out your assortment. Maybe your price points are off. Maybe you're not speaking to a really direct core audience that is like listening and, and will start to engage with you. Um, you might still be there and that's cool. That's start mode. Okay. Then I talk about growth. Growth is really like in my mind, it's $5,000 to Ten to fifteen thousand dollars, like twelve thousand, fifteen. And again, you're like, but Emily, shouldn't this be? I had, I had someone recently say to me, like, well, I don't understand. You talk about these levels, but you like, you go from three thousand to five thousand. Like, well, you get it. Like, it's about three thousand. That's kind of like the minimum. You know what I mean? And then it's like the minimum if you're in growth is like five thousand consistent months to. 10 to 15,000 consistent months, you know, like you could be 12, you could be 18. It's kind of that average, average, um, that I consider growth. That's where you're like really now, okay, I've been being consistent. I'm growing my audience. I have repeat customers who are coming back. That's really driving the majority of your business is those repeat people who started with you and who like bought something and they just they're coming back. Those people are super important. And that is what is the backbone of most people's businesses is repeat customers. Like I have a client, we were looking at her numbers. She had like 74% repeat customers and she makes, she has good revenue. Um, that's such an important number to have those repeat people. Everyone in growth stage thinks, I need more customers. I need new people. You don't actually. You need to sell more to the people that are already hanging out. Um, That is like your first mission because they have already bought with you. So they're much more likely to buy with you again. Someone who's brand new, it's going to take them many interactions. Like 2% of people buy on the first interaction with your business. 2%, that's so low right? Like that's a joke. You, you've got to show people things so many times you got to engage with them. You've got to teach them how to shop with you. There's so much education there. And there's so much like learning and trust that you have to gain with your, with the people. So that are new that going back to someone who's already purchased, they've already given you their credit card number. They'll do it again. Like they'll log into PayPal again to pay for something to buy from you again because they've already done it. They've experienced that they know how easy it is. They know how happy they feel when they like get the package or whatever, right? That is growth. To me, that is growth. Now scaling is, I'm going to say ten dollars to $15,000, somewhere in there. Um, you know, I really want to say like $15,000 and above, okay? Above is like endless, like the infinity sign. <laughs> Maybe there's like, you know, the club for mega, big, multi-million dollar boutiques. Um, and I've certainly coached some of those, but... Um, I've even coached like multimillion dollar businesses, but that is not the majority that is unique. Like to me, most people are sitting between 15 to $20,000 and a hundred thousand dollars a month. That's like a big chunk of boutique owners. Okay. And a hundred thousand dollars is still quite high. That's a lot. You're churning through like a lot of inventory and because you're doing that volume, because you're making that money. There's so much to know about your business that we can double down on. Like, there's so much refinement we can do. There's so, so let's get into that, right? Like, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about scaling today. Why boutique owners need to throw out the rule book to scale, okay? So, for me, scaling is truly you've accomplished the piece of your business where you know what you're selling, you know who you're selling it to, and you know how you're selling it to them. And you have that process down and you're making money because of it. And you're being consistent, right? So now we're scaling. So I want to use a reference. I have recently, since we have moved into our house, we have awesome gardens. It was like such a huge selling point for us. They Just had to like redo the yard maybe like five years ago. And so they ripped a ton of stuff out. They installed like um, uh, sprinklers and like a drip system, meaning like you turn on a knob and it like hoses down all your it waters all your plants in your garden, like for you. Cause the hose is like in the ground hidden. It's crazy. I didn't even know that existed. Okay. I did not know that existed until I moved into this house. I'm a total garden newbie. We didn't have that at my, my parents didn't have a drip system. It's so fancy and cool, but we like inherited it. So it feels awesome. And all it makes me want to do is garden. Like I want to have all these beautiful plants I want to like go out in my yard and feel like happy that like I've grown these things and I've gone through this process and like, it just looks beautiful. Like I, I don't know. I find gardens beautiful. And so I've been studying anytime I get excited about something I study. So I've been watching crazy hours and hours of gardening YouTube videos. I'm, oh, it's insane. Okay. And I've been here for like a year. I'm not like had one season of gardening. If you're in if you're an established gardener and you're listening you're like, "Oh my god, she's so so new." <laughs> um, but I want to relate it to gardening because there are some things I think that you have to start to garden And this is what I've learned from a lot of the channel is you had to figure out your style with gardening. You know, the person that lived here before was allergic to everything. So nothing in our garden actually flowered. We have only like green shrubbery. And if it does flower, it's like very small and for a very short time. It's like it blooms for like two weeks, you know, and you're like, okay, that's pretty. But like, I want blooms all year long, like all summer, all spring, all fall. I want to like have these Flowering things. So it's different. Your style is going to be different in gardening, and your style is going to be different when you own a retail business. And so, as you scale, I believe that when you lean into the uniqueness of how you want to run your business, how you want to look, how you want to feel, just like how I want to develop my garden, how do you want to develop your business? That's interesting to me to scale. Okay. So, I'm going to relate it to doing things in the garden. So, like, number one, when we moved here, what I realized is I couldn't let the garden just overgrow. Like I, I, I needed to trim it. I needed to take care of it. You can't let the whole business just run away with growth. Like you, there's a certain point in that Ten to fifteen thousand dollar point, twenty thousand, maybe up to thirty, forty thousand dollars. I have people come to me and they're like, "I have literally just been like buying stuff that I like and it's selling and I'm making all this money. And like, should I be doing like a process? Is there like, how do I buy things? You know, like I've just literally been buying stuff and selling it. And I'm like, yes, amazing. Like that's awesome because what that means is like you're on the pulse of what's working. And now that we're dealing with so much more money, now that you're having to maybe buy two packs of something, three packs, multiple colors, like it's like things are getting a little more real. Now we need to like put a plan to it. Right. And again, this is like my, my yard. I had to kind of see what happened this year. I had to let everything bloom. I had to let everything shine. In the season of day, I took lots of pictures and to understand my garden. That's what you guys have been doing as you've started and, and grown your business. You've been trying different things. You've you've been letting it grow. You've been letting it go, you know, letting, letting it grow, letting it bloom, letting it blossom. And now it's time to be like, wait a minute. There are some things that are working and things that I don't like. I want to take a little bit more control over it. From a certain perspective, not let everything just happen as it happens. Right. So for me, that might mean like moving some shrubs that I don't like cutting things back, like really deciding what the direction of my, my yard is going to be. And there's like a lot I want to move and take out and replace because I realized that you know, after a year, I'm like, okay, well, I see how this, this goes, and I want to change it. And I think when you're scaling, you have to decide for yourself, this is kind of like the overarching thing I've been thinking about, and really noticing with people is like, you have to decide how you want to scale the business. So how much do you want to work? How much do you um, not want to work? Like what kind of team do you want to have? Does that mean you have to move out of your house? Does that mean you have to have a storefront? Oh, you don't want a storefront? Okay. Can you just get an office, a warehouse? All of that stuff is like, what do you have to kind of start to direct that and have a plan? Like have the idea of like, what is it that I really want? Let me take a step back. Let me take a breath. How do I want to proceed with this business? Because I've now grown a business like pat on the back. I've been killing it. And there's still some things that are a little bit overgrown or they're a little bit neglected. They don't get the water they need. They don't get fertilized. So like they grow, but they don't bloom. You know, that is where I think you've got to start to figure that out for yourself. And that's why I think when people try to say, oh, this is how you scale a business I think there's like a lot more flexibility than maybe is coming off or they're realizing. I think honestly, you get to decide and control how your business scales because at the end of the day, it's, it really comes down to a couple different factors. It comes down to inventory management and understanding your sales, not until you're really running your boutique and you're in the groove of it. Do you know what you do or don't like about it? I've been working on people that are scaling where I'm like, could you work less? Can you, you know, only launch products one day a week and not five days a week? Could you hire a virtual assistant to handle all your social media? You know, what in your business do you really want to be doing? And what do you not really want to be doing? And be intentional about how you scale because it's meaningful to you to have a business that has that work-life balance, that has you doing the things that you really love and like not doing the things that you don't really love. The businesses that I know that have grown to million, multi-million dollar businesses They've been intentional for the most part about what they really don't want to do. (laughs) They've set that boundary because they're like, I don't want to ship. It's not worth my time. I am scaling. I should not be doing that. You know, if it's a a random day that I have to, I have to, but I don't want to do that. How do I direct and control the way I want to scale so it works for my life? It works for the business. It works for my customer it's all in alignment in a way that feels really good to me and that I want to show up to work every day. Like there are a lot of people I think that are showing up to work and are still very unhappy and thinking, why did I even open this boutique? Like this has been more work, more stress. And then you're like, but I love it. It's so fun. And maybe you're like, but like, I don't love it. I want to hang out with my kids more. I want to do this. Part of really scaling your business is taking like the initiative and having the like sort of gut to just go for it and scale it because it's working and it's growing. But scaling means investing. It means like getting help. It means, you know, from my perspective, it means also getting the right inventory at the right time. And a huge part of that is understanding how to do a buying plan, right? If you don't know the time of the month that you need to bring in white denim because that's when people started asking for it last year or that's where we see the spike in sales in March, middle of March. We see, wow, there's this huge spike in denim in the middle of March. What happened last year? Oh, we look at the sales by product. We can see, oh, denim. We sold 27 pairs of denim last year. March. That's crazy. What if I brought them in? You know, maybe I go and I look up and it's like, oh, we brought them in March 15th. Well, like, what if we brought them in like February 28th, like March 1st? Could we gain two more weeks of sales? Would that, you know, increase our sales by 25% over last year? It might. Because you have the right denim at the right time, you have the right product in the in the right moment, and you have the right amount of it. So you know, okay, we sold 20, what did I say, 24, 27 pairs last year. What's the breakdown of that? How many are flare? Like, how many are this vendor, that vendor? What's the price point? How do we do that again this year in a new way? So even those people, again, who are coming back, like, I'll buy a new pair of white jeans if it's really cute. And I'm like, oh, it's like an updated style or it has better coverage, or I've changed sizes, you know, like, all of that means you could have a white jean customer every year for a couple years. And so providing them with like a similar assortment of what worked and expanding on that for that second year, that third year, that fourth year, that fifth year, right? that's where you really start to scale your business because scaling is not about like, Oh, we had 200% growth. Like there's a lot of stories floating around the internet of these kind of bigger boutiques that started a long time ago, like in 2020, 12, 2014, 2016, you know, even 2016 It's different. If you started like 2018, 2019 after, like things have changed. You really have to be unique. You really have to stand out and you really have to be right about what you buy. You can't make mistakes anymore because like buying isn't inexpensive. And I think people are freaking out. Oh my God, it's costing so much to ship and make like prices are going up. Well, yeah, they're going up because It's great. You need to be intentional about what you buy. You can't just buy a bunch of stuff and hope it sells. It's actually really good for boutique owners because, like, it kind of puts the brakes on maybe buying things that like won't work because you're like, well, do I really want to pay that? Can I really afford to invest in five styles or should I just invest in three really awesome styles that I'm absolutely obsessed with? Like that is scaling, is being really intentional about how you grow, having the right product at the right time, in the right amounts, in the right size breaks, in the the right colors and fits and all that stuff, which I, I'm making sound very complicated, but truly there's a, an easy process. I teach it in my program, Sky's the Limit Boutique Business Accelerator. I teach how to create a buying plan. It's easy. It's, it's really not hard. Once people kind of get in the groove with the charts I provide and the training I provide, they're like, oh, this is it? And I'm like, yeah. I always think it's really interesting to have a buy plan put together and then the month goes by and you put the sales against it. And you're like, oh my gosh, you know what? I sold a lot more this than that or you know, honestly, most of my buy plans are like, Oh, we're kind of dead on here. We're off by like $200 or $400. Like it's pretty close. I really want to start empowering more people to use a buying plan because it's empower It is empowering. It's something where you're not just leaving your buys up to fate and hope and prayer. And like, Oh my God, I hope I have my goal. It's okay. I'm going to market with a buying plan. And I know exactly how much to tops to buy, what price points I'm looking for, the style I'm looking for. I know what happened last year. So I'm informed and like what I need to repeat or what I need to, you know, the vendors maybe that really shine in this season that we did a lot of last year. All that information that you have been working through as you grow is like so valuable to you and there is ways to access it and ways to harness it so that it really helps you and, and scales your business. Because again, let me just say this if I haven't said it yet, scaling isn't about growing 200% overnight. It's not about starting to run Facebook ads and all of a sudden growing. You have to have the inventory to back up those Facebook ads. There are so many pieces and parts that you can have so much more control over so that it works for you and you make money and you grow in a way that's sustainable where, okay, what if you just grew year over year, 20% year over year. You know, I I hear these rumors of, I don't know who, I don't care, but I hear these rumors like, oh, I was told you should grow 10% every month. What? Like, who said that? No way. Maybe like 10% over last year, but not 10% every month each month. Like, no, that's psychotic. Honestly, if you're growing 10 to 20% year over year, you're crushing it you're absolutely crushing it. And if you're doing more than that, be careful because what's going to happen is it's going to be hard to keep up with. You're on like a runaway freight train at that point. You don't really have control. If you're growing 300% month over 10%, 15% month over month, that's a lot. It's a lot to keep up with. And I don't think it's sustainable from even a mental health perspective. And so, like, I'm here to just kind of tell you that a buying plan will give you an overview of what the expectation of scaling is each month, each year. Taking that information and analyzing it, that's like what I get excited about. That's where I see the needle really move because when you understand your sales you can create a buying plan and that buying plan can really change the trajectory of your business. Um, from my perspective, you know, just from some case studies we've done, like people that have buying plans tend to increase their sales by anywhere from five to 50%, like month over month in, in, three to six months. Okay. Like three, six months, a year. Like it can take a little time. As I always say with inventory based businesses, if you have a lot of inventory, if you come to me and you're like, I have $200,000 worth of inventory in my store and I'm not doing nearly that number in sales, it's going to take a little time to like move that cruise ship. I, I like to say like a bigger business is more like a cruise ship. We have to like slowly redirect it. Whereas like if you have Ten thousand dollars of inventory. You know, you might be sitting here being like, "That's so much," but for someone who's scaling, like that's not enough. And we have to get you more. And we have to, you know, we can turn that shit pretty quickly because we have room to purchase. And you might have things that in that ten thousand dollars is like aren't working, but we can get rid of them. You know, get some cash in the bank and start turning. Like the leaner you can keep your inventory in general as you scale, the better. And make decisions to invest where you know you're going to sell it, you know you need it because it's an extra size run, it's an extra pack, it's a second color, and it's a great style. Again, right product, right place, right price, right time, all of that goes into it. And that's why I say you have to kind of throw out the rule book because, again, every single business is different. I had someone tell me today, Emily, I know you say like a lot of boutiques tend to have slower summers, you know, July, June, July, August are maybe a little bit like smaller percentage of the year as opposed to like May, which is like a huge month or October, which is like potentially like a 15% of your year, you know, something like that. And, you know, July is sitting here and it's, it's 5% of your year. So it's, it's a lower sales revenue number. Like in that perspective, I have clients also who, again, are telling me and I know who have really incredible June, July and August who like those are their biggest months. Those are their 12% months of the year or 15% months of the year. And that's like totally different. So I think if anyone ever says to you, this is how to do it, be weary. Math doesn't lie. Data doesn't lie. Let's, let's be real about that. But when it comes to the social media platform you want to be on, when it comes to how many days you want to work and, and you know, maybe you just only want to work 10 to four, like do it, you know, do it like make things work for you, make the business work for you. Because if it's not working for you, then it's not working in my opinion. And I think there's a lot of people who want to shift and want to pivot and they want to scale at the same time. But it's scary because the more money you make, again, the more money you make, the, the more freaky it can be because you're like, you know, I remember placing orders for like, two grand at a vendor. And I just be like, Whoa. And it was like four grand. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like it just feels like so much money. Like there I mean, even in this business, like we do things like retreats and it's so it's tens of thousands of dollars invested. And it's like, Oh, you know, it just starts to feel like a lot. And that's a good thing. Those scary moments. That means you're scaling. That means you're taking risks. And I think that's why you kind of have to throw out the rule book because the risks are yours to choose and take or not choose and take. We've had so many people go through all these metamorphoses and transformations because I've been doing this a while now. And we've seen people, you know, go from having their store open certain hours to then less hours or to then more hours and back and forth like, oh, I'm only going to be open Wednesday through Saturday and I'm just going to go hard those days or I'm only going to be doing pop-ups once a week or, you know, they set these limits on themselves, which sometimes can be really good and can sometimes lead to putting their business in a situation where it's, it doesn't sacrifice them in their life. And I think that's the biggest piece of scaling and a lot of the reason a lot of people are scared of scaling is because it does take making decisions that might make people annoyed and might make people mad, but they work for you and you're gonna go with it and you're gonna test it and you know scaling is not for the faint of heart so if you are in a position where you're doing ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars or more like up to Hundred, thousand, hundred, fifty, two, and whatever, whatever you're doing, you still have room to scale. And that's fun for me. That's the exciting part. And that's where I challenge you to think about things differently. The women in my and men, actually, the women and men, I should say, in my accelerator program, Sky's the Limit, they are doing things, each one of them their own way. And I freaking love it because it just proves that yes, they can even help each other. Like some people are like, Oh, like I've been doing this and it's working and I've been doing that and it's working. And, but overall, like everyone is really doing their own thing that feels really rooted in them and feels really good for them. And that's what's most exciting. So scaling is something that I want to help more people do. If that is something you're interested in, I would love to invite you to a private training. If you want to take a more advanced training where you're like, you're not just starting out anymore. I have an advanced training. The link is going to be down in the show notes. Great, great, amazing content that's really going to help you and help you look at your business, scale it differently, even kind of in a deeper way than what we've talked about today. And at the end of the training, I talk more about the sky's the limit boutique business accelerator, which is my Now it's kind of my level two and a half, three program. Join the private training. I'd love to have you. I'd love to go deeper on this with you and just share even more insights that I can only share so much so many places. I hope you've been inspired to throw out the rule book no matter what level you're at. If you're not in the scale category, that's okay too. We have a great webinar, a couple of great free webinars for you. Those links are down below. State of the boutique industry. And then we have one called how to start clothing boutique. So if you're newer and you're like, this is all a little over my head. I don't know if I'm there. We have those free webinars on demand trainings for you. Those are also going to be linked down in the show notes. So thank you so much for joining me. I will see you on the next episode of the podcast. Here's to making lots of friends and making lots of money. Are you ready to finally just know what's going on in your business? The ins the outs, how profitable you are, how much inventory you need to buy, what your marketing strategies are, and how you're going to build on that. You're advanced. You've been making 15 dollars 20 dollars dollars $40,000 a month for a little while now, but it doesn't get easier. You are who I am talking to. I'm hosting a free training on Tuesday, April 11, 2023 at 8 p.m. The free training is called Overworked and Underpaid because that's probably how you're feeling right now. In the training, I'm gonna go over three strategies that I have proven over and over to work for boutique owners to scale their business in a more profitable way and just, in general, get a hold on what's happening and how they want to scale. Instead of feeling like they have to constantly be growing month after month and no, you're exhausted, let's make life easier for you, let's have a plan in place, I'm going to teach you this three-part framework, and I'm also going to tell you about my new program, Sky's the Limit, Boutique Business Accelerator. Sign up for the free training. It's going to be over an hour. You guys know when I do free stuff. I do not hold back. This is no exception. So sign up through the link in the show notes or go to boutiquetrainingacademy.com forward slash underpaid. And if you're listening to this after April 11th, that link still works. You can still get the replay and you'll still hear all these strategies. Don't worry. Join me live or watch the replay.